3: I
1: am awake. Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake, and I'm your host, Wakanjahade. Hey, to all my friends and relatives in four directions. You are listening to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake, and I'm your host, Wakanjahade. Robert Pilot. Wakanjahade means distant thunder in the Ho'aka, the ho language language. Uh, we talk about Native issues and events, and uh, we really... Appreciate all our allies that listen in to uh, what we have to say, because uh, without you, we wouldn't uh, we wouldn't be here. Right, Ogama?
4: Absolutely, everybody. Um, Welcome back from the holiday. And just to let you know, this portion of the show is brought to you by MN 350, a grassroots organization fighting for climate justice.
1: Awesome. Hey, uh, we talk about news and events here and ogama leads off with the news, but we have like a, a, a it's a special day and not a, a good day, um, but it's a day that we recognize as Native Americans and we'll be talking a, a lot about that today uh, in this, I I, I don't know, uh special edition of Native roots Radio, I guess, uh, the 38 plus two.
4: Yeah, I would say it could be a, a special edition uh, kind of episode. And, you know, again, it's uh, it's not a happy day uh, for all of us who are um, Native and who know what uh, happened on this day. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to get into that. Actually, I'm going to get into that right now with a little bit of history of it um, compared to my regular news today. Robert, if that's okay with you.
1: Yeah, you sound a little distant today. Uh, well, you yeah, you know away. we're we're making
4: <laughs> do with what we can with uh, technology today. So apparently, my technology is still on holiday. Um, mm-hmm. um I'm this is the best I got. So <laughs> if you think you can, if you think you can ride through it with me, we'll we'll do it.
1: Let's do it, uh, and then we can do it all the way uh, through, like smoke signals too. So this is good. Go ahead, open right. <laughs>
4: exactly. Uh, so on this day, on December 26th in 1862, was the largest single day mass execution in the United States. It was 38 Dakota warriors who died on this day as sentenced by then President Lincoln and, uh, in related to the, uh, U.S. Dakota War at the time. Um, so a big part of what happens with the history of this um, is that the Dakota 38 plus two memorial ride occurs uh, and it starts December 10th and it goes until the day after Christmas. And it is a group of indigenous elders, adults and youth that ride horseback from the lower Brule Sioux tribe in South Dakota all the way to Mankato, Minnesota. So I just want to remind everybody that they did this 330-mile track again today. It's called the Dakota 38 Plus 2 Memorial Ride, and it's to commemorate those Dakota warriors who were hanged in Mankato. They did that ride through, uh, I believe, what we could call two of the biggest snowstorms um, in the Midwest and in U.S. history in recent years. Uh, massive amounts of snow, massive amounts of or massive uh, temperatures below zero, you know, we're talking 20, 30, 40 below in some places, um, as well as the large amount of snowfall, um, they still made this track. Uh, for the Dakota 38 plus two. And when we say plus two, we also want to remind people that the plus two is to signify two additional Dakota who were captured and hanged later as part of the aftermath of the U.S. Dakota War of 1862. And also during the war and after the war during the winter in 1863, Dakota people were held captive in Fort Thompson, where many Dakota women and children had died of cold and hunger, and it was a concentration camp for Native people. The Dakota 38 plus 2 Memorial Ride was started in 2004. Five, following a dream from a Lakota spiritual elder named Jim Miller of a spiritual journey by horse and returning home to Minnesota for the Dakota people. And the trek has gone on every year uh, since Miller's dream to help reconcile the history of the massacre of the Dakota people. And the 2022 ride was the final ride under his leadership. And I do believe that uh, he has passed that off to a younger person. Robert, were you there today when uh, that happened?
1: Uh, I was there, but, uh, it was, uh, the running part was passed off to a younger person where they run, uh, the runners that run from Fort Snelling to Mankato, which is, uh, over a hundred miles. And they did that from, uh, last night with prayer and they left at, uh, roughly around 1130 from Fort Snelling, which is basically here in, uh, Bloomington, St. uh, by the airport and, uh. Uh, run there. But that was handed over. But I do believe you are correct in your assumption. I don't think anything's coming out of come out official yet about who's gonna take the ride over. But uh I did see Winona Leduc on a horse and uh who knows, right?
4: <laughs> yeah, it sounds like Honor of the Earth was deeply involved this year as they are each year. And um it's really good to see that we have our uh, relatives like Winona who join us on our show from time to time um who really who get out and do those types of rides and take that time to be out there and um be in solidarity and in prayer these are greatly deeply spiritual rides and events that people do um to commemorate our lost relatives um you know and I'm sure Mary Kunesh will talk about this as well but um you know following the us dakota war um the dakota people were actually exiled from the state of minnesota um as it was um determined and um that means that they were exiled and sent to camps in uh lower brule in south dakota as well as um other uh reservations in the dakotas so those those people are not um you know <sighs> The Dakota people and the land of Minnesota are intrinsically tied. And since time immemorial, Dakota people have cared for this land. In fact, the name Minneapolis uh, starts from uh, mini, which I do believe, which means water in Dakota and uh, Minneapolis and its area had waterfalls and uh, it was taken from the Dakota language as was much of the places that have been named here in Minnesota. So um, as we, continue to talk about this and the history of this, we know that it has ongoing implications for Dakota people here in Minnesota. Right, Robert?
1: Exactly. And, uh, also Minnesota is a Dakota word too. And I, that brings me to, uh, the show too, Oguma. We're going to have, uh, our, uh, elder Jerry dearly, which every year reads off the names of all the, the hung, uh, warriors in the fourth segment. And, uh, he will explain uh, a little bit of what you're talking about, too, about uh, where Lakota and uh, come from. And, uh, you know, just an to FYI, too, I want to throw out, too, ogama is that, you know, the Ho-Chunk uh, people were here in uh, southern Minnesota, and they were removed shortly after this, and uh, to my understanding, they didn't have anything to do with... Uh, the uprising that uh, entailed uh, this uh, mass—the largest mass hanging in U.S. history.
4: Right, you know, you know. As another FYI, too, Robert, I think what always strikes me too when we talk about U.S. Dakota War history is that thirty-eight plus two could have been three hundred and three initially in the weeks that followed um, after September 1862, there were 392 prisoners that were tried, 303 were sentenced to death. And President Lincoln reviewed the trial transcripts of all 303 men and later came down to um, 39 names. And we had 38 plus two more that were, um, executed. And they do believe that there were two that were executed mistakenly that had either been acquitted or had, um, accidentally stepped forward when somebody else's name was called and all of the chaos. So, I mean, I just can't, I can't even imagine that Robert. We'll have more to say about that when we come back. Right.
1: Yeah. We're going to have state Senator Mary Kunish stop in and, and talk about her experience today. And, uh, and who is all down there in Mankato. And also she has a couple little updates, too, about uh, license plates here in uh, Minnesota. So we'll be right back. From uh, This is Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake. See you in a minute.
7: Health insurance that fits my budget? I'm covered. I needed health coverage I could count on and afford. MNsure helped me find a plan that works for me, and they helped me save money. Did you know that most Minnesotans qualify for savings through MinSure? And they have free experts who can help you sign up for coverage. Go to minsure.org today and get started and get covered. That's mnsure.org. mnsure.org. Seward Co-op is now offering convenient, self-serve, and pre-packaged hot options and salad bars at both the Franklin and Friendship stores. Breakfast items available daily until 11 a.m. and brunch served all day every Sunday. Their weekly lunch and dinner menus highlight cuisines from around the world. They offer vegan, vegetarian, and gluten-free options daily. 95% of the ingredients used are organic from small-scale, local community food producers whenever possible. More at seward.coop. Hi, this is Representative Sharice Davids from Kansas. I'm Ho-Chunk, and you're listening to
4: Native Roots Radio.
1: And we're back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot.
4: Hey, this portion of the show is brought to you by the Minnesota Indian Women Sexual Assault Coalition.
1: Hey, we're here with State Senator Mary Kunish, and uh, we just ran into each other down in Mankato, and uh, what a ceremony. Uh, You were there for the the horses and also the great talks and speaks, and you spoke yourself, and the governor and lieutenant governor were there. That's uh, mm. act as if you're a reporter right now, state senator, and uh, tell us uh, what happened today. Uh, oh, who welcome?
3: Mm. Oh, well, good evening, everyone. Uh, state senator here, state St- state senator Mary Coon is here. Um, it is one of my favorite days of the year, the day after Christmas when. Uh, Many of us will travel down to Mankato, Minnesota, the site of the 38 plus 2 hanging that uh, occurred 160 years ago. And it's the culmination of um, of a, a violent time in the Minnesota history that Often is portrayed as a time when those savages, you know, riled up and, you know, for no reason, massacred uh, settlers and caused all kinds of, of trouble, but. The fact of the matter is it was in reaction to, um, of course, treaties that stole the lands from our Dakota people here, as well as the uh, federal government refusing to allocate and provide uh, the resources that our, our tribes were, were, um, were promised through these treaties. So going down to making that trip down to uh, Mankato, it has become a regular uh, December 26th adventure for me. And Robert, I know you are generally there as well. Uh, We get there early enough in the day, probably 9 a.m. in the morning down to um, uh, uh, Memory Park. I forget what the name of the park is. And... um, and down there, we have an encampment of horses that have traveled from the Dakotas for days and days and days uh, to that spot. And that we have a small ceremony where the the horses are, you know, and the riders are there, and we're, there's drums, there's prayers, we're smudging, we're gathering around a fire, and then those horses start circling us around the fire, and it is probably one of the most incredible emotional moments to to see those riders with those horses just circling, circling, circling us. And then they disperse and drive uh, ride into downtown Mankato to um, uh, Remembrance Park, at the site where this hanging took place. And uh, again, uh, hundreds of people are there to welcome the riders, But at the same time, we're waiting for runners um, running from St. Paul, the capital of Minnesota, um, down to Mankato. And the significance of that is that after these men were hung, the government gathered all the uh, gathered all these women and children and elderly people or anybody who was left and marched them about 150 miles. In, the wet, in cold weather, winter weather, with very little bit of um, supplies or warm clothes. Along the way, when they went through towns and cities, they were hackled and abused, often uh, killed. Um, it was our own tri- uh, trail of tears to the state capitol where they they um pretty much incarcerated them in a concentration camp at Fort Snelling in Saint, in in St. Paul so there's two things happening there's the horses coming from the from the Dakotas there's the rot, uh, runners that are coming from St. Paul converging in Mankato um and acknowledging the lives those 38 plus 2 men that were hung uh, in retribution to, to the unrest and the demand for the resources that were promised to them. It's an incredible day. It's freezing as usual, but you know what? (laughs) We come and we share our feelings and our thoughts and remember all of these people. And it is truly a magnificent day.
1: Yeah. You know, the governor spoke and I was really impressed in what he had to say. Uh, Maybe we'll get it on recording and play it uh, this week sometime. And also, uh, you know, there was a a letter written from uh, Leonard Peltier that I have here that we'll probably read uh, this week, too. Uh, So there was a lot of moving things and uh, moving in many ways, whether it was a horse or emotionally.
3: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, literally and, and figuratively. You're right. It, there was a lot of emotion there. And what is so interesting is the diverse uh, the diversity of the people that come. It's not all Native folks. There's a lot of non-Native folks that are there. But we have academia. We have those that have um, tragic lived experiences. So often I, I run into a handful of mostly women who will want to share their experiences having been um, victims of violence or have a loved one who was murdered. I am really fortunate to have passed the uh, Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women's Task Force here in Minnesota and then create a permanent office to continue the work to address our missing and murdered relatives. And um, it, it never fails at that one or more uh people come up to me while I'm there to tell me their stories and those are the things that really continue to motivate me to do the work that I do at our Minnesota State Capitol
1: yeah and uh speaking of which we're going to have a a celebration coming soon where uh our native candidates including yourself are going to be sworn in and uh, I plan on and Wendy plan on to to come on that Tuesday it's uh, the third of January and so throw that out to all uh our uh, relatives out there, that that's happening at the Minnesota State Capitol.
3: Yeah, I would love to invite anyone who's able to join us on January 3rd at 11.15 in the rotunda of our state capitol. We will have the first ever uh, welcoming ceremony for the Indigenous legislators, uh there will be drumming there we will have a round dance and then um i believe a representative of each of the tribes will join the minnesota house while they have their their um ceremony their inaugural uh ceremony and um we will continue to to recognize those uh, our native leaders here in minnesota and how important it is to have those compacts and those uh those uh collaborations with our state government and with uh, our sovereign nations
1: right, our government to government, and we uh deal with that as my other job uh all the time, including here in Minnesota, so I'm excited mm-hmm. to go there and uh be a little rabble rouser there too, Mary. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well, we welcome you, Robert.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so it was great. Uh, you got to meet a couple new members of your family, too. Uh, we had uh, broke some bread afterwards. I appreciate the invite. That was really awesome. So, uh we got uh, three minutes here in this segment. I'm wondering if uh, we'll get back to the 38 plus two, but why don't we talk a little bit about what you did about a week ago uh, up in the oh, north?
3: Sure. Yes, I was invited to um, join uh, for a ceremony up in Carleton, Minnesota, and it was to uh, recognize uh, two of our northern Minnesota tribes issued their own tribal license plate Um, that recognize the historic trauma of our missing and murdered relatives. So the Fond du Lac uh, Band of Lake Superior Chippewa and the Boys Fort Band of Chippewa created license plate that um, have the MMIR on there, the acronym for Missing and Murdered Indigenous Relatives. And these are going to be um, uh, uh, issued to tribal members and I'm really excited about that because last year I introduced legislation to create a specialty license plate for anyone in Minnesota uh, to to um, sport on their vehicle. And unfortunately, we didn't finish out our session last year very productively. So I'll be bringing that legislation back. Um, but we did have bipartisan support last year in a in a um, in a divided government, and so I'm pretty confident that this is the year that we will have that specialty plate done.
1: Yeah, that's just exciting news. I think you know, inch by inch, we're really you know we are in a sense uh, getting land back, and that's exciting. You know, as a, as a metaphor. Not only are we getting land back, but just these small things that are huge to us, whether it's your office that you built uh, and and worked on as a representative and then as a senator, uh, the MMIW, MMIR, uh, and then also the license plate to give us a shout out. Because also when you pay extra for those plates, it goes directly to... Uh, your organization or the state organization correct?
3: Yes so these specialty plates some of the funding goes toward the specialty issue and so uh, I have uh, the legislation where it is um, going to go directly to the office of the missing and murdered indigenous relatives and it will help to ensure that that um, that that office stays uh, viable and is able to do the work that they've been um, charged with, and so uh, and it educates our state. People want to know about it; they want to see these things. And um, one of the the responsibilities of the task force was also to educate the public around this issue.
1: And that's what we're doing right now. Hey, we're going to take a quick short break and come back with State Senator Mary Kunish of the great state of Minnesota, and. Talk a little bit more about the 38 plus two uh, uh, today's, uh, I don't want to say celebration, but uh, talk about today. So we'll be right back after this short break. Stay with us. Minnesota has the
0: only original wolf population in the continental United States, and 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at HowlingForWolves.org. Let's live and let howl.
5: Hello, it's Randy Rhodes. Team Randy, glad to be a part of the lineup of Progressive Voices on AM 950. Tune in, join us weeknights at 10. Do
0: yourself a favor and check out the amazing cuisine of EatLocalMinnesota.com. More than just a website, EatLocalMinnesota.com provides you with the best local and independently owned restaurants in the Twin Cities. The next time you're out in South Minneapolis, make Nightingale off 26th and Lindale your go-to dining option. It's a comfortable neighborhood restaurant that features a delicious menu of American classics, plus a wide drink and cocktail selection. Nightingale has dining room and bar seating available, plus takeout and delivery. Current hours are 5 p.m. to 1 a.m. daily with the full menu until midnight. More at NightingaleMPLS.com. Hi, this is Laura. Listen
7: to Food Freedom Radio every Saturday at 8 a.m. or anytime via podcast. Our individual health is connected, connected to the health of each other, and connected to the health of the earth. We know the problems with the dominant food system, climate change, deadening soils, nitrates in the water, factory farming, injustice, concentration of wealth. How do we both as individuals and as a community step up and support a living food system which honors the earth? Tune to Food Freedom Radio every Saturday at 8 a.m. And remember to support your independent farmers.
2: Would you let animals
1: pick your insurance? Do you really need to experience mayhem to get the best rates? Or how about a celebrity quarterback or fake university saving you money? There's a lot of marketing stunts when it comes to insurance, but what you really need is someone looking out for you. Call Array Insurance, and they will work hard to find you the best insurance coverage and rates. So avoid gimmicks and call Cheryl at Array, 763 504 3067, or Arrayinsurance.com. Array Insurance, working hard for you. Think your company's safe? Your staff is working from home, right? As I speak, cyber criminals are mounting attacks across the country. Remember, When we're weakest, cybercriminals attack. Hi, Mark Sommerfeld from Rymark. The Rymark team is guiding our clients through these difficult times. In fact, demand has been so high, we created an easy-to-follow guide. It's yours free. Download our five steps to securely work from home now at rymarkit.com or call 651-328-8900 for a no-cost how-to discussion. With your AM 950 weather, I'm Patrick Lillia. Cloudy tonight with a low of 2 below, but then temperatures rising to 9 above. Then cloudy Tuesday with a high of 28.
0: Get the appliances you've been dreaming of for less at Warner Stallions Year End Clearance. Shop closeouts, scratch and dent, and floor models. Plus, buy more to save more. Take 10% off two red tags and 15% off three at Warner Stallions Year End Clearance.
1: Welcome back to Native Ritz Radio presents I'm Awake and this is Robert Pilot.
4: Hey everyone, just wanted to let you know that if you're looking for health insurance and you don't know where to start, MNsure has free experts that will help walk you through your options and find a plan that can save you money. Go to mnsure.org to get free help.
1: Yes, uh, thank you Ogama. We're here with State Senator Mary Kuna. She's normally on Friday, but we're giving her a double duty this week. Uh, We missed her last week. And uh, just to talk a little bit more, you know, uh, Wendy always uh, reminds me to do this. And why don't we talk about something that you want to talk about for this next segment? And then what we're going to have next in the last part of the show is we're going to have a special uh, rebroadcast of what we do every year. Leshki, which means uh, uncle in Dakota, Uh, he, uh, Jerry Dearly, reads the names of the 38 plus 2, and talks a little bit about Minnesota history. So, State Senator, let's talk about what you'd like to talk about here.
3: Well, gosh, there's so much to talk about. Um, But I think what's really important, because across the country, uh, legislators will be reconvening at their state capitals, um, unless, unless you are one of those states that meet every two years instead of annually. But I just want to talk a little bit about your responsibility as a constituent, um, uh, to help your legislator, whether it's your state Senator or, uh, uh, State Representative or um, whatever you call your 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 local state government assembly person, whatever it is, your responsibility to um, help us understand the issues within our communities and across our state. You know, I I was a teacher for 25 years, so I'm passionate about education. I grew up in rural Minnesota, so I'm passionate about um, rural development, about the environment, clean water. Um, As a Native descent of the um, Lakota Standing Rock folks, um, I'm especially passionate about our tribes. But everybody has something that they are especially passionate about. Or maybe they have a, a specialty, whether it's insurance or nursing or whatever it is. Um, you know, think about what you feel is important and where we can make improvements in in our own state legislators legislatures, and then reach out and get to know who your elected officials are. From your school board to your uh, city council to um, any elected official in your in your area, get to know these people and see what makes them um, tick. And if you find areas that you think you can help make improvements not just for yourself but for your communities please take that responsibility to going and meeting with that person asking them to meet you for a cup of coffee make an appointment to see them at their office their elected um, official's office Um, but take that responsibility of being an active participant in the decision making of our states it's really so important and I I know I personally personally, really do appreciate that. I learn so much from um, other folks. And oftentimes, well, almost almost 100% of the time when there are um, issues that a constituent brings to me, I take it seriously and have actually made good changes in our state legislature based on either their experience or their knowledge in an area. And so um, it's just so important that we are all um, taking that role of educating each other and advocating for each other.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're all in this together and I think that's one of the things that really separates the parties and, uh, um, and we're really glad that Minnesota's turned into the trifecta and, you know, we're we're really prayful about the other places too across the United States where Michigan was a big surprise at, uh, they, uh, turned totally blue, but, uh, you know we're just grateful here in Minnesota and i just have to uh back up a second too, uh state senator and uh the governor spoke today down in uh, Mankato and i believe he apologized to uh, uh our native uh, people uh especially the Lakota Dakota down there and it was some it was very subtle and very uh, interesting i was pretty moved by uh his his speech
3: yeah yeah, I mean, it, it, um, acknowledging the mistakes that we have made in the past. Sometimes we can't always fix them, or it's not going to change. Of course, what happened uh, back 160 years ago, but it allows us to uh, to begin to move forward and to recognize, um, you know, groups or individual pain. And um, to be contrite and ask for for forgiveness, but then also it's a good starting point for positive change Um, instead of ignoring it and saying, well, that happened long ago. We don't need to worry about that. I don't know why you keep bringing that up. Um, It allows us to open up those conversations around education. You know, now we can, you know, we'll start talking about this in our schools. We'll start you know, creating new uh, curriculum that has the the truth of the matter, that has the real history. Um, it acknowledges the pain and and the grief that families. You know, there are uh, family members of those Dakota Thirty Eight Plus Two there who who still feel the loss and the pain of that that. And we know, you know, it can very easily pass generation to generation. So it's an investment in our in our future for sure.
1: Well, and what's interesting too, uh, Mary, is that uh, you know I talked to the governor a little bit after his speech, and uh, and I, I you know what struck me was that I don't think we've had any governor ever really do that. Um, I can't think of anyone. Um, I might be wrong, but well, go ahead. I
3: think that I, I think it was Governor Dayton. Who acknowledged it and yes. um, and and recognized the the historic trauma that um, that happened. Uh, so it certainly has been a progression. You know, it's only been in the last decade, let's say, that this has happened. And you know, that is a positive uh, a positive change. And looking forward, I'm hoping that we can make those changes that need to be done.
1: Wow, yeah, how could I forget uh, Governor Dayton. Uh, what a great heart he had and absolutely uh, a great reminder uh, that this happens. And things happen so fast. I mean, I remember Obama was uh, against gay marriage, you know, things like that. So how quickly uh, the ter- the world turns in-, in a good way. So, it, you know, he's for it now for sure. But at the time it wasn't politically, uh, you know, uh, Good for you to be that. So to to change in a good way like this, and to hear our present governor, who's got four more years uh, to help and work uh, government to government, and also with the state and the uh, the the Senate and the House, uh, it's going to be an exciting exciting next four years.
3: It, it absolutely will be. And. As the chair of uh, Education Finance in the Minnesota Senate, <laughs> yeah. I can hardly wait to make really good, good investments in our schools and our students, our teachers. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty terrific.
1: Yeah, well, uh, I applaud you too as a as a former. Uh... A former high school teacher, you know, I'm excited and I know, uh, you got your head on straight and you've been, ex- you've had the experience the last 25 some years of, uh, of, of education. Um, so it, it's mm-hmm. exciting and we, we're talking about funding we're talking about, uh, things that only can help our people, but all people.
3: Absolutely. And Minnesota has um, quite a historic surplus (laughs) to work with. And so, um, you know, I know it's the governor's um, priority. I know it's the Minnesota House's priority and the Senate priority to work towards fully funding our educational system that has been starved and borrowed from and, and squashed for way too long. Uh, and so I think we will see some positive change over the next four years.
1: Yeah, and with a, a amount of money like that, you know, and always ringing true this time of year when it's so, so cold about our homeless. Um, I, I know uh, the Blue Party will be on top of that, too, and I'm excited to see what's going on with that. Absolutely. So, hey- so, State Senator, thanks for coming in on Monday. I know you got a lot of prep to do before the opening of the session, which is coming up, so I really, really appreciate you stopping in and talking about your thoughts about today, the 38-2, and, and also what's coming up and uh, the great work that you've done. And we're so blessed to have you on the show. Pini Gigi, thanks for being on. Well, Thank
3: you.
1: Right on. That was State Senator Mary Kunish, and we'll be right back with Jerry Dearly and uh, a little history on Minnesota and the 38 plus 2. Stay with us.
6: Health
7: insurance that fits my budget? I'm covered. I needed health coverage I could count on and afford. MNsure helped me find a plan that works for me, and they helped me save money. Did you know that most Minnesotans qualify for savings through MNsure? And they have free experts who can help you sign up for coverage. Go to minsure.org today and get started and get covered. That's mnsure.org. mnsure.org.
1: Hey, Wendy, what are we doing for dinner after the show?
5: How about we go to J. Selby's on 169 Victoria Street in St. Paul? They have a delicious plant-based menu that's compassionate and environmentally sustainable.
1: I'm getting their spot-on vegan Big Mac, the dirty secret.
5: You can pick up, and they deliver within a five-mile radius, or you can call them at 651-222-3263 or visit jselbys.com.
1: Well, you sold me one. Let's go order at J. Selby's tonight. I'm hungry. Thanks to everyone who supported AM 950 for the last three years. Good news. The AM 950 2023 calendar is ready to go, featuring photos I took around Minnesota and important progressive dates. If you sign up to become a member with a one-time $50 membership or recurring monthly membership of $10, you'll receive a 2023 AM 950 calendar as a thank you gift. Go to am950radio.com to become a member and receive a calendar. That's am950radio.com. Thank you so much for supporting AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota
2: so we went to all the powers when we were young at that time children could not dance only people over 50 years of age could dance most people do not know this that the government forbid children to dance Indian, and that was so they could wipe out the culture of the young people and then finally the new generation would never know what i'm a member of the american indian movement and i'm from the indigenous nations of the western hemisphere we American Indians, we can be anything we want to be, except American Indians. You were here long before any of us were here.
3: Bonjour, everybody. Uh, my name is Peggy
6: Flanagan. I'm from the White Earth Nation, and my family's the Wolf Clan. There was trouble in Custer, South
2: Dakota, yesterday. The American Indian Movement is a very proud, continuing part of American Indian Society. I thank you.
6: But what I tell you is that we are not backing down. We're here, we'll stand here because we have been here for 10,000 years. We're the home
2: team and we're not going anywhere.
1: Greetings, friends and relatives in four directions. We are proud and happy to have Elder Jerry Deerling speak on behalf of Native Ritz Radio. I'm awake.
2: En wash Today we uh, begin a part of sharing with you, the people of Mini Oshota, which is uh, uh, Mini is water. Oshota is misty, cloudy, or um, foggy, which is a state of Minnesota. Which is a Dakota or a Sioux word called. Minnesota, Mini-Oshota. So today I, I'm i asked to do what it is I'm going to be doing on behalf of the pronunciation of the 38 Dakota, which I was, uh, once again, they brought me some tobacco and a chanupa or a pipe to accompany the run, which is uh, December 25th, evening 2018, and leaving at 11.30 or 12, running all night with those runners, and arriving in Mankato around 10 o'clock, or a little after or before, somewhere around there, um, at the Land of Memories Park on the west side of Mankato, which incidentally is Makato, which is Blue Earth, and uh, that's where we had the culminating ceremony Were at that time, very important, some of you may that follow the media, you may have read something about uh, Shunka Ska. Shunka is dog, Ska is white, white dog. 150 years, this uh, Chanupa, this pipe, was uh, taken care of by someone or somebody bought it, and finally it was returned back to the Prairie Island Dakota community. So they have two young people from the community uh, that is taking care of this pipe that's 150 years old that belonged to one of the leaders at that time that were probably caught and killed in his own abiding. The one thing they took was his pipe. This was now today's generation twenty first century given back to the Prairie Island Dakota community, so that was also brought at the culminating final uh two thousand eighteen pipe ceremony with all the prayers needed and people standing in around a fire to remember the thirty eight Dakota, which I will share with you at this time the names. I will share the Dakota names. So I will share these Dakota names in a very proud, respectful way for the history of those 38 Dakota. Dakota Indians hung at Mankato. This is Friday, December 26, 1862. Dakota Number one Tipi Gdoniche Tipi Godonice The second one, number two Wayata Trua Wayata Trua Three Taju Sha Sha Four He Hashu Koyag money. Five Maza Bomidu Maza Bomidu. Six Wahba or Wapha duda, Wapha duda. Seven, wa'hena, wa'hena. Eight, suna mani, suna mani. Nine, khda ianke, khda. Ten Doa Nye Doa Nye eleven Shunka Ska Shunka Ska Twelve He Prun Thirteen Hunka lehanta mani. Hunka lehanta mani. Fourteen. Ite duta. Ite duta. Fifteen. Ambadacha Ambdacha. Sixteen, happy Hepidon happy dog. Seventeen, Machpia, Ke Nanji, Machpia, Ke Nanji. Eighteen, French mixed blood, Henry Melord Henry Milord nineteen Chasquedon Don twenty French mixed blood Baptiste Campbell Baptiste Campbell twenty one Tratte Gaga Tratte Gaga. Twenty-two. He Pinkpa. He Twenty-three. French mixed blood. Hypolite Og. Hypolite Og aug or Auger Twenty-four. Nampe Shuha Nampe Shuha Twenty five Wakran Tranka Wakran Tranka Twenty six Truncan Khoya INANJI Truncan Khoyag INANJI twenty seven Makha Te Nanji Makha Te Nanji twenty eight Praji Kuta Mani Praji Kuta Mani twenty nine Tate Godo. Gado da Thirty Washi tuna Washi tuna Thirty one Ah each ha ah each ha Thirty two Hot ha eku Holt Hai Ku Thirty three Chetan Hunka Chetan Hunka Thirty four Khda Bada Khda Bada Thirty five Chonkag Do Chonkag Do 36 Oyate te Oyate Truan oya te 37 Thirty-seven, mi Thirty-eight, wa we came in a Yamani some shagdoha. Otaku December twenty sixth, eighteen sixty two. ha. we chucked the pedo. These thirty eight Dakota were killed at that fateful day on December twenty sixth, eighteen sixty two.